two witnesses, a whole lot of family problems, and one missing pearl. Hi, I am Chad Howard. Today, episode one of a five-part series, we will be discussing the mysterious disappearance of the pink pearl. The disappearance of the pink pearl was one of the most baffling cases Tommy and Tuppence ever took on when they worked at International Detective Agency. I think the best way to start this podcast is to have Tommy and Tuppence themselves come on and tell their story. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey guys, welcome. So let's get down to it. So the disappearance of the pink pearl was one of your first cases you solved at the International Detective Agency. Tell me how it all started. Well, it all started on a normal day at the office. I was uh, informed of a client who came in. She was tall, uh, had dark, she was kind of dark with a rather haggard face and scornful eyes. We welcomed her, but before I could even ask her a question, she interrupted me, saying her name is Kingston Bruce. She lived at Wimbledon, and last night she was dining with several close family members when one of the women lost her pink pearl on her pendant. A former, cl- former client of ours by the name of Mr. St. Vincent was at the party and had recommended us to, to them to help find the pearl. The thing that puzzled me the most is why they had not already called the police. I quickly asked for her address and she left. Moreover, after she left, I was unable to figure out. I was unable to figure her out. It was almost like she did not want us to help. Something was definitely up. Ah, I see. What did you do after that? Well, Tumpets and I made our way to the address Miss Kingston Bruce had given us. When we arrived, we saw the enormous size of the estate. It was clear that this family possessed wealth. We continued to the door where a tall, nicely dressed man opened the door. There, we met Colonel Kingston Bruce. He introduced us to Mrs. Hamilton Betts, the woman who the Pink Pearl belonged to. I see. So, who are the suspects in this case? Well, during my conversation with Colonel Kingston Bruce, he mentioned that it could have been Gladys Hill, the parlor maid, but she had been with them for years and she had never done anything. Uh, they did have a cook and a kitchen maid, but they she they had already been there for two months. So and they don't and they would not have gone near the scene of the crime. Uh, he talked of a housemate housemaid named Alice Cummings, but. But it was a Lady Laurel's French maid that Colonel Kingston Bruce emphasized. He then went on to name Mr. Rene. Colonel Kingston Bruce described him as an errant socialist, and he told me that he did not trust him and suspected him of snatching the pearl. Uh, did you uh, have any idea who you thought might have stolen the pearl? Well, yes and no. Hmm. Elaborate on that. Well, Mr. Rene would be a good suspect because he is not liked by Mr. and Mrs. Kingston at all. Mm, Mr. Rene seems like a likely candidate for stealing the pearl. We will now interview Colonel Kingston Bruce himself and get his point of view on why he suspects Mr. Rene is one of the, the one who stole the pearl. Hello, Chad. Hello, Colonel Kingston Bruce. Can you please tell me why you believe Mr. Rene stole the pearl? Well, first of all, he is a dreadful socialist young man. He loves the Russians and Germans, but despises the English. How could a man like that be trusted? What do you think could have motivated him to steal the pearl? He has no principles with the values, views, and values he holds. We are pretty clear when it comes to us not liking him. We should know 
and now. How do you think he could have done it with all of you guys in the same room? He could have easily snuck away during our game and taken the pole. There were several times where everyone was distracted. He could have done it then. Thank you, Colonel Kingston Bruce, for your time. We now get back to talking with the detectives, Tommy and Suppins. How did you go about the investigation after being introduced to the suspects? Uh, well, Colonel Kingston Bruce ordered us to search the house from top to bottom to find that pearl. Tuppence, where were you during this investigation? Well, during this time, I managed to get the French maid to talk. Lady Laura is always staying about people. She does not have a home. It seems she stays with people who have considered considerable wealth. Furthermore, five deaths have taken place in each of the five houses Lady Laura has stayed at. Sounds like you have two clear suspects. They are good, but it gets better. After me and Tuppence talked, I then talked to Mademoiselle Elise, Lady Laurel's maid. We talked briefly, and then I began taking pictures of the room. Suddenly, the door slammed shut. As Mademoiselle went to turn the knob, I noticed the doorknob was rattling. I asked her what, the ma- what was the matter, and she said the door must be locked on the other side. She grabbed a towel, wiped her hands, and tried again. Then the door opened without a problem. This intrigued me, caused me to fiddle with the door, opening and closing it repeatedly. It fit perfectly, how could it have gotten stuck? Lastly, I took one more picture and handed Mademoiselle the glass slide to hold while I adjusted the camera. After that, I made a random excuse to get rid of her. What did you do next? I asked Tuppence to stay and search for the ro- search the rooms and try to get an interview with Lady Laurel while I ran out. We both doubted that it took Miss Kingston Bruce two hours to travel from her house to our office. Something was definitely up. Tuppence, what did you do now that Tommy was gone? I was tasked with keeping everyone in the house. No one was to leave. Someone was at the door, but I motioned the parlor maid back. I opened the door and saw Mr. Rennie. He asked where Miss Kingston Bruce was, but I asked him to follow me to the study, where I then stayed to question him about the poll. He was clearly distressed as he buried his head in his hands. Again, I asked him where the poll was. Finally... He told me of how Miss Kingston Booth had come to him in the morning talking about robbery, but she was very anxious about something. Interesting. It seems like Mr. Renee and Miss Kingston Bruce could be behind the stolen pearl. But let's get Miss Kingston Bruce's point of view on. Hello. Miss Kingston, can you tell me exactly what you did on the morning the pearl was stolen? My mother told me to run to the International Detectives Agency that morning to ask for help finding Miss Betts' missing pearl. Did you go directly to the office? Well, yes. According to Detective Tommy, it took you two hours to get there. How is that possible? Did you stop anywhere before going to the office? Okay, I did stop to talk to Mr. Renee. All I did was talk to him about the robbery. It seems that Mr. Renee said that when he was talking to you, 
and I, quote, her manner was odd. She came to me telling of the robbery. Moreover, she seemed anxious to say something, but could not tell me, end quote. What is it that you are anxious to tell Mr. Renee? I... I don't remember. Okay, well, thank you for your time. Let's continue how the pearl was found. Colonel Kingston Bruce asked us to come up and eat. After that, I began to quarrel with Patrice Kingston Bruce. Then, suddenly, Tommy busted through the door. I came back with Detective Inspector Marriott of Scotland Yard. We hurried our, our way upstairs, right to the bathroom, and ha- I handed him the soap bar. He cracked it in half, and there was the pearl. Wow. How did you deduce that the pearl was inside the soap bar the whole time? Well, I have personally tried to open a doorknob with soapy hands before, and it was impossible. And when I know, when I observed Mademoiselle Elise try and open the doors, her hands were soapy, so they slipped. After she dried the hands with a towel, she opened the door perfectly. Then I got her, got her to hold a glass slide, which I got her fingerprints, and I also got her picture. She was the one responsible for stealing the pearl. Wow, that is truly incredible. What an amazing case. I am totally blown away at how it all unfolded in such a timely manner. I would like to take a second to thank some people. Uh, Most importantly, Tommy and Tuppence for sharing everything and all their hard work. Uh, Shout out to uh, Pod Nation. Uh, You guys mean everything to me. Uh, I'm so thankful for all your support through it all. Man, to think that only a week ago, I only had five subscribers, one of which being my mom. Uh, shout out to that woman. She's a true legend, man. She stays on that grind 24-7. Love you, mama. Uh, I hope everyone has an incredible day and uh, is able to tune in next Thursday for episode two, Killing at the Ace of Spades. Ooh. We're going to cover a mysterious murder at a nightclub around 12 a.m. Boy, am I excited. Love y'all, and I'll see you next week. Sea Dog out. What's up, guys? You uh, definitely definitely check out other episodes if you enjoyed this one. Um, I'm happy that you guys enjoyed listening to the Pink Pearl Mystery, episode one of our podcast on the Guggen Squad episodes, but um, if that was you guys, I would definitely check out our other episodes, episode 2, Killing of the Ace of Spades, one of the more interesting, uh, episode 3, The Case of the Missing Lady, one of the best, we worked very hard on that one, episode 4, The Sunnydale Mystery, quite the uh, gruesome story I might say, might add to it, and... Episode 5, the final finale, The House of the Lurking Dead. So, if you guys enjoyed the first episode of our podcast, I would definitely enjoy and uh, be honored if you checked out our other episodes. Uh, Thank you.